No one expected I would ever get this far. And were I not for a near suicidal depressive breakdown five years ago, I wouldn't be. That's right, discovering I had depression saved my life. Cause up till then I was just like every other clueless entrepreneur searching for an easy button. Constantly bouncing from one guru and get rich scheme to another, yet still completely in the dark about what I was supposed to do with my life. But that was then, and this is now, and you and I both know we are ready to get serious about living the life we love, not just existing in it. We are ready to break out, break in, if need be, break up to be the person we truly want to be, living a life we are ready to fight for. Now for me, this means doing everything I can to help you, the struggling entrepreneur, miss every roadblock I ever crashed into. Because after all this time, there's two things I know for sure. One, success don't come easy. And two, it damn sure hurts less when you start with the right knowledge and understanding. That's why each week I'm going to be talking to a who's who of today's brightest stars. But here's the twist. Anyone who comes on the show has to take the success test. Then we use their results to break down what's working for them, what hasn't worked, and how their score relates to the struggles they've seen along the way. But my dream for you is that this is not just a podcast. This is the start of a movement in the moment. Galvanizing you, the listener, to figure out what is keeping you stuck, keeping you on your couch, in your chair, keeping you from making it your daily mission to move forward towards your heart-centered business dreams. All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome to Radically Unstuck. My name is Brian Forsyth, and I want to remind you, this is not just a podcast. This is a movement in a moment. This is a movement in a moment, the moment you decide for it to be your release, your path to freedom. And with that, I want to tell you, we have an amazing guest today. He is not just a triathlete, an author, a mad motivator, good soul and positive thinking activist. He is an amazing human. And I'm so glad that he is on the show. G. Brian Benson, please Introduce yourself. Hey, thanks, Brian, uh, for the really nice introduction. I appreciate that. You know, I, 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 um, I guess I've found interest in a lot of different things, and, I, and, and luckily, I've kind of maybe I'm a curious person. Um, growing up, my mom said that the only words that ever came out of my mouth were "why, <laughs> why this, why that." So I, I've just kind of like poked my nose into a lot of different things, just try them out and. Some have been kind of lifelong. Others were maybe for a few years. Others for like maybe 20 years. And so, um, you know, I, I ultimately um, have gotten to the place where I just, I love to create positive content. And it could be in a book. It could be in a short film, a, a poem or a spoken word video or a TEDx talk or you name it. I just love to love to create positive content just to kind of help other people hopefully kind of start to wake up as I, um, as I do too, at the same time, you know, everything that I've created has been an extension of my own growth process. And so it's been, um, healing for me as well while I'm doing it as well as enjoyable. If you look at sort of the, the, the various lives, you know, lives of, of motivational people and, and people that have lived, you know, big lives, um, this idea of learning while you're living is is a consistent theme, and mm. I think like would, wouldn't you say that that's one of the sort of the the main things that people that 
you know, to sort of struggle, they're not, they're not content to learn while they're living. They kind of want to move past the learning into this, you know, perfect life that, that they're told yeah. is, is possible. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I think that might come in the form of like uh, a quote, invisible finish line that, you know, once you make something happen and do something or you get to this place and you just kind of, it's all smooth sailing from there. But ultimately what I've learned and I have had to learn the hard way uh, multiple times, it's, it's, a, it, it's a cliche, but it's, it's truly about the journey and just enjoying the process that we're going through as much as we can and try trying to stay in the present moment and not think about our past that might have been hurtful or the future, which we haven't even, hasn't even happened yet. Um, you know, so gosh, yeah, I just, I'm just, I, I, you know, I had some couple of tough things happen to me. I mean, when I was, oh, let's see, when I released my first children's book in 2016, there was a part of me, when I was three, I told my mom I was put here to inspire people. And she reminded me after my first self-help book, which came out in 2009. And that kind of, I found that very interesting. And it, and it felt like, you know, kind of like a life's mission. You know what I mean? I, all right. Okay. So here I am. I accidentally just wrote my first self-help book. And this is what I told my mom I was going to do when I was three. Oh, wow. and I started, yeah. And I started putting pressure on myself to, I mean, I wanted to kind of live out that quote life's mission right mm. um but yet every time i would then release something thereafter instead of just being at peace with it and just really just being proud of myself for doing it and you know give myself a pat on the back when it was over i would then wonder like you know just think like is this the thing that's going to spring me and get me out there further you know into that place that i thought i was supposed to be in and when it didn't in the way that I wanted it to, I, it, may, it left me feeling a little bit depressed and kind of bummed out. And instead of just really just trusting that it would be seen by whoever it's supposed to be seen and kind of be another brick in the wall of my foundation as I was growing, I, I put too much pressure on myself and held the expectations too high. And so after my first kid's book came out in 2016, Steve the Alien, I felt that same way and it hit number one in its category in Amazon for a day or two. And, and yet I was still unhappy. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore if I'm going to be unhappy. And so I really started consciously um, trying to take my foot off the pedal a little bit and just, just enjoy the process, do my best, but just trust that, that I'll get where I need to go. And, you know, looking back, I wouldn't have been ready had some of those things happen that I wanted them to happen at the time, you know, I probably would have crashed and burned because I wasn't solid in my own self, um, self-awareness process or, or worthiness process. Yeah. That's, um, that's something that, uh, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the places that people kind of get stuck, you know, with this, you know, idea that there's this finish line yeah. and especially if they, if they get successful really quickly, then, you know, even like a, you know, like a tiny bit of success, you know, there's this tendency to, you know, sort of start working towards, you know, redoing that thing versus, you know, being authentic in the, 
in the process and you know and it, and and i guess that's one of the reasons i mean like i'm a musician mm-hmm. and what do you play oh uh, I, I play drums i play uh piano i play bass wow um wow. I, I, I love um i play a little guitar oh you you, you play acoustic or electric uh, I have just acoustic with me. I have an electric in the storage, so I haven't played it for a while, but primarily acoustic. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I guess, um, primarily I'm a drummer and a, mm-hmm. and a bass player, but, um, I just wow. think that, that people can really get, uh, you know, that like success can end up being this, this weird albatross around their neck. Uh, you know, if, if they don't really, um, you know, they don't really know themselves, it can just really mess them up because they're, you know, I mean, they're not maybe comfortable in their own skin. And so then they're susceptible to, uh, you know, listening to all the, the hype or whatever, and then just putting too much pressure on themselves to kind of keep, keep that up instead of just, just knowing that it's just kind of false. Right. Or, or, you know, or just um just yeah yeah so when you were when you were you know when you first realized that you were sort of on the path to success (laughs) you know this this success that you had dreamed of obviously um like how was that did that like like bowl you over or were you like okay this is this is where i want to be well, it was exciting. So my first book was kind of an accident. And in a nutshell, I was working on our family's business in Oregon. We had a golf center. It was a driver, driving range, a retail store, and a nine-hole par three course. And I grew up working there, and I ended up running it for 11 years. And I just got to this place of feeling kind of burned out and didn't feel like I wanted to do it anymore. I felt like I had this gift inside of me that wanted to come out, although I didn't know what it was. And so um, I had a chat with my dad and I said, you know, I think I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I think I need to leave. And wow. so he was under, yeah, he was understanding. And it took a year for me to actually leave because we decided to sell it. And we had to go through the process of listing and interviewing buyers. But that last year turned out to be a blessing in disguise as one day I was kind of feeling out of balance. And so I sat down and wrote down a handful of things that I thought would help me. And I, you know, I stuck in my wallet and I would read it every day and it did help me. And so much so that my intuition was screaming, expand the list and write a book. And it just kind of poured through me. Kind of, I just felt like I was a conduit, just kind of like you had mentioned off the air where you came up with your title for your show, just, just <laughs> kind of popped in there. So, so I honored that. I, I wrote it in about a month and a half and I self-published it and it came out and I didn't know how to sell a book 11 years ago and I was kind of too shy. And um, it won a couple of awards, which really shocked me. But yet I realized that if I want to share this message, I needed to overcome my fear of speaking. Yeah. So <clears throat> that just started the whole process. Um, I did Toastmasters for a year. I did a couple of community college speech classes. I hired someone to be a co-host with me on an internet radio show. And it was terrifying at first, but um, I, I took an acting class with no plans on acting, but because I thought it would help. And I also created a workshop. So I just did all these things and it was, it was scary, but yet it got easier and easier. And, and one thing led to another. And I just kind of kept stepping out of my comfort zone, but I also 
began to feel empowered and alive doing these different things. And so I just kind of let it, let it um, unfold naturally on its own. And, you know, I just kind of almost, I think I mentioned this in, in my TEDx talk, but I just, I just almost started to just, my mantra became to happily expect the unexpected. And so, um, you know, a lot had ha a lot's happened in the last 11 years, <clears throat> but it, it, it initially, to answer your question, it was very, <clears throat> it made me feel alive and empowered as I began to do a lot of new things. So, so I want to go, I want to go back for just a minute into your childhood. Yeah. And I wonder, like when you were seven, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like what was going on that that you can when you kind of look back, I mean, uh, mm. you know, we you you obviously are are very centered and you're and you're aware. And so was that was that coming from your parents? Was that a book that you read? Is mm. it your faith? Like where did where did that start? I don't necessarily think it was any of that. Um, I just I was always kind of independent and I would just spend a lot of time in my room kind of decorating it with sports posters or whatever. I love sports or just, just, you know, listening to music. Um, uh, I don't know if I really, I honestly didn't know I had the creative abilities that I do. I didn't know I had them back then. And so back, back then I was just playing a lot of sports and just being a normal little kid and, you know, trying, trying to be told to be nice to my little brother and sister. <laughs> Did you did you beat up your uh, your siblings? Were you? Well, uh... I was I was kind of a little bit of a Bart Simpson. I do remember one thing though, but it was later. It wasn't when I was seven. It was probably more like maybe when I was eleven or twelve. My parents had me listen to a an affirmation cassette tape, and I would just go into the living room and turn the lights off and listen to it. And I don't remember much about it other than just going in and doing that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, in affirmations, do you still do affirmations, or if you uh, is it something you have? A little bit, yes. The key to affirmations, you gotta. We can write them down, and we can kind of you know do them. But if our energy isn't behind it, if we're not really believing in them, it's kind of a waste of time. And I find myself sometimes when I go through little little mini valleys that I'll put some together, but I won't really be feeling it completely, if that makes sense. And so uh, just kind of become more aware of that. But yeah, I do. I definitely have some. Uh, I, I've created um, I've created a few. If I, if I do too many, then they all kind of lose their power a little bit, you know? So I just try to have maybe a couple at a time. And uh, yeah. yeah. I asked that question about affirmations because... Mm -hmm. It's so easy to 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 sit down and and do all these affirmations, and especially with the you know that book, The Secret. You know, there are whole there are droves of people that think that if they sit in their room and just say and not like take action, not you know like go study some stuff, not just like literally sit in their room and yeah. say you know all these different things. And so I'm so glad that you um that you uh, that you bring that because I wanna I wanna highlight highlight this listener, please please it it takes action, it takes action towards 
uh, a clear, hopefully written down plan. It, you know, it takes, you know, all of the oh, greats. Yeah, you know, yeah. Action and love and, and, you know, I mean, it just takes, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and most importantly, speaking as, as, a, as a, a halfway decent drummer, halfway decent bassist, I've taught <laughs> myself all these things. Um, it takes patience. Yes. You know, and, and would you say, you know, being where you are, right? Like all the different things that you've done, TEDx, all these, I mean, just TEDx. God, I hope one day I get to do a TEDx talk. Mm, oh, I, awesome. got I wish. But um, uh, I mean, wouldn't you say that patience is, is nearly like the thing? Like if you can just get patience around the learning process and the doing process, like, is that about like halfway there? It's huge because I've also struggled at different times in wanting something too much. And because I did, then I kind of, you know, was gripping too tightly and, and just tried to control things, which we really don't have. We have a little bit of control, but we don't really have a lot of control. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just a matter of, yeah, just, you know, being patient, doing what you love, doing what makes you happy and, and just kind of then releasing it into the world do the best do the best you can with it and you know do what you can to market it or what if that's the case but but then let it go if we grip too tightly we just there's no fun involved and we and, and it's almost like you know i don't know everybody's i'm not necessarily religious but i guess i would call myself spiritual and but you know ultimately it's almost like spirits kind of saying ah you gotta want it a little bit less before i let you have it you know just because it's it's not supposed to be hard uh, you know it takes work but it's not supposed to be it's not necessarily supposed to be hard you just got to be in flow and just let it let it come when it's supposed to you know it's not up to us yeah that's um that's one of the things that's that's a challenge mm -hmm. is, totally oh i've struggled with it oh my gosh yes you know is it uh you know this um because we can get tricked right like, because when things start, start working, we can start thinking that we did it, that it was, uh -oh. it was, you know, us that did it. And then, you yep. know, it's, it's like, and it's a real, it's a real hard thing when you get faced with the fact that you, that you were part of it, but that you didn't really, like, it wasn't you and it probably wasn't even about you in, in, in many instances. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just... The more we can just kind of get into a centered place and just really enjoy the, the process of creation and doing it for the right reasons and just and then just getting out of the way, um, the, the better it will be and the more joy that we'll have during the process. That's, that's definitely what I've, I've learned. So I guess the question is, hmm. like, what's what's next for for yeah. you i mean you've you've reached a lot of mountaintops there g brian benson uh so so what's the what's the next um you know mountaintop you're shooting for yeah well i mean i'm just you know there's there's some things that i i could do better or you know and just uh hmm. i'm always just for a while there i think i started kind of like got on this little path of doing things I felt like I needed to do because maybe other people were doing them that way. 
But then I found out a little bit later that they didn't necessarily bring me joy. And I kind of felt like I got on a hamster wheel. Mm. And so I'm trying to get myself off that hamster wheel and just back into the flow of creating what makes me happy and then just letting it take care of itself. And so, um, you know, I've been very, I'm very grateful for everything that's happened and for all the, the, um, you know, self-awareness that has come along with it. And I don't ever really try to tell anybody what to do. I just try to kind of lead and live by example. But I guess for me, the next step is just kind of continuing what I'm doing, but yet really letting go more of the control that we've been talking about and just having more fun. Because there was a long, for a long time there, I wasn't enjoying the process. And it's sad because I really had a lot to be thankful for and, and grateful for. And I am. I'm, I don't want to either think I'm not, but you know what I mean? So I think we're always, we'll all be growing until the day we die. But for me, it's just, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, but just get more honest with what makes me happy and what doesn't, and then just focus on the happy stuff. That's, I, I want to highlight that, the, mm. this, this idea of making sure, checking in, you know, making sure whether or not what you're doing is, you know, this, this podcast is all about heart-centered and, and it's not necessarily that you're going to, you know, go and be a motivational speaker, not heart-centered like that. But, you know, are you, are you in some way living a life or some aspect of your life where you are honoring the, the thing that, you know, is, is a heart-centered pursuit for you? And, and evaluating that, right? And making sure that, you know, because mm -hmm. if, you know what I'm saying, like that's, do you, do you find that? Well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I am. It's just the part that I've run into some problems with is my own need or fear in trying to control things too much. Oh, yeah. That whole, that whole controlling. And, yeah. And, and where some of the, the areas that I tried to control, like maybe I was trying to do everything like everybody else. And, you know what I mean? And that kind of might come in the form of marketing or doing stuff that just didn't feel right and didn't really every time i try to do something that just feels like drudgery to me it never never goes anywhere it's like i'm beating you know stuck against a wall and so but yet i would keep doing it and um so now i'm just it's scary because like there's in some ways we feel like we have to do it a certain way so i'm having to let go of some of that but um other than that i do i definitely feel like i've been living a heart-centered life because i'm you know i'm sharing what I'm a conduit for. And I feel like it's all positive and high vibrational, if that makes sense. It's just that my own expectations of where it was headed and stuff have kind of gotten in the way. Not, not egotistically necessarily, just from my own place of sometimes not feeling worthy unless maybe things match up a certain, certain way. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's yeah. and and I think what's interesting and and I want to highlight that too for the for the the people that are listening is that just because you know somebody is is farther along in their money in their success in their prestige they're still dealing with the same questions <laughs> they're still yeah. dealing with you know is this is this me is this you know 
just absolve yourself of this idea that when you're, you know, when you're a P. Diddy, that somehow or the other, you're going to be completely radically different. And, you know, all these problems that you have and all these concerns are just magically going to go away because you have a gold plated yacht. I think in some ways they probably get a lot bigger. <laughs> I mean, and, and who said, I mean, more money, more problems. That's not, you know, that, is, <laughs> right. that is straight from the heart. That's from somebody that knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. And, and yeah. the thing is, if you go and look, like if you go and look at people who, you know, psychologists that actually go in and they work with these people that have $50 million, they have <laughs> yachts and everything. And when you talk to them, They'll tell you the same thing. All these rich people, these magic, these people that could buy life. Like if life was for sale, they could buy one. Yeah. And, you know, when they talk to these people, they got the same concerns. They're worried about having more money. They're worried about not having enough money. They're worried about their money going away. Right, they got right. money problems, you know. It's, so I just think that that's such a, a powerful thing if people can, can start with this idea that, um, that money is is a is a tool just like a screwdriver mm -hmm. and that it is not a magic wand right? no. like it is not um <laughs> so so um with that uh tell us a little bit about how we can find you and and uh you know so our listeners can definitely check you out yeah thanks my my regular website is G Brian with an I Benson, G Brian And my latest book is uh, habits for success book.com on Amazon. And definitely, I mean, he's written five books. So clearly he he's, you know, he's a, a great author. Um, and definitely go and check out his latest book. It, uh, Thank it you. really is a powerful book and he writes incredibly, you know, down to earth, you know, much like he's speaking. Um, this is not Isaac Asimov. I don't know if anybody's ever read Isaac <laughs> yeah. Asimov. I, 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 I put a lot of stories. I don't, I don't want to read a boring self-help book myself. So I try to make it interesting and inspiring and fun all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Down, down to earth. That's, that's where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, with that, I just want to I just want to tell everybody listening that it's so important just to practice kindness, self kindness. Um, you know, I I have struggled with depression, panic panic attacks, uh, anxiety. You know, all these different things, and you know, depression. You know, the the thoughts that you that come with depression are um, sometimes it's hard to tell. You know, when you're really deep in the depression, it's really hard to tell, um, you know, sort of which thoughts are valuable and, you know, which, which thoughts are depression. And one thing's for sure, depression is never kind. <laughs> like, like those thoughts are never going to be, um, you know, if you run it through the be kind filter, it'll be, re it'll be really easy to see, you know, which thoughts are depression and which thoughts aren't. So, yeah, yeah. When we get into those bad, tough places, and it, our mind starts running, and it, and it's, you know, it's it's scary. Yeah, it's. Um, I have, I have. Uh, I'm glad to be on the other, on the yeah. other side of of that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, I, I just want to thank uh, 
you know, G. Brian Benson again for being on the show. It was amazing. Thank you, Brian. uh, You know, definitely appreciate that. And um, peace, y'all.